You're listening to the Multifamily Market Watch for Washington State. Apartment owners who need to know, trust HFO. The leading source for multifamily industry news around the state, from Puget Sound to the Tri-Cities. Welcome back to HFO's Multifamily Market Watch for Washington State. I'm your host, HFO broker Aaron Kirk Douglas. Here's some recent news you may have missed since our last update. Rent gains lost some momentum in the third quarter. With U.S. job growth topping expectations and unemployment down, at least one multifamily economist expects good news in the coming months. A number of developments are in the planning stages for Puget Sound. And we'll have the latest lending update from Blake Herring of Gantry, Inc. All this and more in just a moment. HFO's podcasts are sponsored by Forensic Building Consultants, a national firm offering experts in the investigation, resolution, and prevention of construction-related defects. Now on to our news briefing. RealPage Analytics rental housing economist Jay Parsons says that with job numbers topping expectations and lower unemployment, he sees more reason to expect an eventual rebound in the apartment and single-family rental demand following a weak third quarter. Parsons suspects that pent-up housing demand could be building up as nervous households wait things out for a bit amidst an environment of inflation, rising interest rates, and negative headlines. Still, he expects that pent-up demand to be unlocked ahead of the next leasing season in early spring 2023. He reports the downside scenario could be sputtering job growth, which would remove some housing demand, However, he is betting heavily on pent-up demand being unleashed, since at the end of the day, people still need a place to live. Despite higher interest rates, U.S. apartment sales outpaced last year in a report released this week by CoStar. The report indicates, however, some analysts think the year could pull up short against last year's record level. Apartment sales through September 30th totaled $174.4 billion. Investment in the multifamily sector is expected to remain strong in the face of headwinds because it's one of the only avenues with built-in inflation protection. In addition, rental housing demand is expected to outstrip supply throughout the year. The battle over rent control continues across the country with referendums appearing on the ballot in Orange County, Florida and Richmond, California, among other places. As of 2022, only California, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Minnesota and Washington, D.C. have rent control laws, while 31 states have preemptions banning its implementation. California Governor Gavin Newsom has signed two laws opening up commercial land for residential development. Local governments are complaining the laws will undermine their ability and upend years of careful planning that reflect community preferences. One of the laws he signed will allow housing on some commercial land without having to ask permission from local governments as long as certain percentages are affordable. Another law would let developers build all market rate housing on commercial land after an environmental review. California has suffered for years from stores leaving vacant cement boxes with cities preferring to leave the sites empty in the hopes that another tax revenue generating store would eventually take its place. 
In Seattle, hundreds of micro-apartments have been up for sale since summer, and both public and private investors are circling. The 1,402 units are spread across a portfolio of 23 properties from Northgate to the Central District. The units were all built by Calhoun Properties and average 177 square feet. With rents around $921, that includes internet and utilities. That compares to the average studio or one-bedroom Seattle apartment renting from fifteen to seventeen hundred dollars. These micro units have seen lower vacancy than the overall market. As a result, offers have come in from various investors, including institutional, high net worth families, and local nonprofits. The Seattle Housing Authority said it was notified about the availability of these properties, but they were not interested because they are preferring to buy family-sized flats. Yardi Matrix reports that rent and occupancy flattened in September as the market decelerated along with the rest of the economy. Seattle's rents were roughly equal to current year-over-year rent growth, which decreased slightly to 9.4% as occupancy uh, rates remained steady at about 96%. Meanwhile, rent renewals ticked back up after months of decline. Seattle rent renewal rates were roughly 50%, significantly below the national average of 59%. Yardi Matrix also pointed out that multifamily absorption returned to pre-pandemic norms in August. It said the Fed's rate increases will likely force many first-time homebuyers to continue renting. Seattle is expected to end the year with rent growth around 10%, with Portland close behind at 9%. Both are among the highest in the country. Apartment lists forecast Tacoma's year-over-year rent growth at around 3%, with the state of Washington at a, as a whole averaging about 5.5%. Seattle's Low Income Housing Institute announced its acquisition of the Heron Apartments on East 32nd in Tacoma. The asset consists of 82 studios and one-bedroom units. The new ownership will offer 50 of the units with supportive housing for those previously experiencing homelessness and the remaining 32 units of affordable workforce housing. Mass timber projects are taking off in the U.S., The world's tallest mass timber building recently opened in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The 25-story Ascent Tower consists of 259 apartment units. Ascent Tower is a timber-concrete hybrid with 19 stories of cross-laminated timber over a concrete podium. Here in Washington State, there are 140 mass timber projects, with 54 in the design phase and 86 already built or currently under construction. Several proposed developments are on the drawing boards in the Puget Sound area. They include the 243-unit mixed-use development in Seattle's Roosevelt neighborhood, a seven-story 413-unit apartment, an office building at Bitter Lake in North Seattle, and 201 apartment homes proposed for Bellevue's Bell Red neighborhood. The Bellevue asset, Amity Court, would be located near Highland Park. An additional new development currently in the design phase includes Waterfront Place Apartments, an anchor project for the Port of Everett's 65-acre waterfront redevelopment. Waterfront Place consists of 660 homes and restaurants, retail, and commercial spaces. The city of Linwood has voted to streamline additional housing in its city center. The recent city council vote means that the city will allow up to 6,000 apartments in the area adjacent to the coming Sound Transit light rail station. 
That number is a doubling of the initially allowed 3,000 housing units. A recent Bellevue Housing Research Coalition survey found that nearly 78% of Bellevue residents said they support inclusionary zoning, or IZ. IZ is already used in Kirkland and Redmond. A second poll, released by the same group, showed broad dissatisfaction with the city's housing market, with respondents supporting home ownership assistance programs, the development of townhomes and row houses, constructing ADUs, providing developers with density bonuses, and relaxing certain development restrictions. The poll also found that 70% would support requiring developers of retail or office spaces to pay fees to fund affordable housing. With me today is Blake Herring, principal with uh, Gantry, Inc. Welcome back, Blake. Thank you very much. Today we'll be doing uh, our monthly update on lending for the multifamily uh, properties. And Blake, what is the very latest? So as we sit here on Friday, October 7th, the uh, the latest news is that uh, while there was slower job growth, this information just came out this week, um, for the second straight month, it's not lowered enough to deter the Fed. So um, it does appear that this Fed is going to stay on its course of raising their short-term rates, their overnight rates, uh, on the pace that had previously been indicated. So just to add a little color to that, what's expected through the rest of this week, their next or the rest of this year, their next meeting... Uh, is in November. It's expected they'll raise 75 basis points then. And uh, again, in December, another 50. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And um, where are you seeing, seeing rates at right now? So as of this week, uh, we started the week with the 10-year treasury yield in the 360 range. We ended the re- week in the 385 to 390 range. So mm-hmm. we're up at least a quarter uh, lender spreads have not come in because corporate bond yields have stayed wide as well. So that means interest rates have now moved, you know, best case kind of mid fives mm-hmm. more apt to be in the sort of 6% range now for longer term fixed rate debt. And are you seeing loans with interest only payments at all these days? Interest only can come into play only when the lender feels that the debt yield and leverage is sufficient to warrant it. So they want to be conservative on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The agencies are generally pretty loose with offering it. Uh, Life insurance companies, banks, and other sources are a little bit more stringent. Um, But it's out there in in certain scenarios, but again, modest leverage. Okay. Are there other points that you wanted to discuss today in our update? Well, I would just say, uh, you know, more information is coming out next week. There's certainly the hope that uh, the Fed will slow its progress on these interest rate hikes. But realistically, I believe that uh, it would be second quarter or third quarter next year at the earliest that we could see them slow their pace. Um, But I think between now and then, the the Fed is going to keep their trajectory uh, upward for now. All right. You heard it from the source. Until next time, Blake, thanks so much. Thank you. 
appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Join me next week for an exclusive interview with Alexa Cycle, Landlord Engagement Specialist with the Tacoma Housing Authority. And as always, we'll be back in two weeks with another edition of Multifamily Market Watch. Don't forget, you can stay up to date on multifamily news throughout the week by visiting or subscribing to the Northwest Department Investor Blog on our website. Our entire office specializes in multifamily real estate, making HFO the largest multifamily brokerage in the Pacific Northwest. Your success is our passion. Build your legacy with HFO. Call 206-705-5115 or visit our website at hfore.com for more information. HFO is an affiliate of the Global Real Estate Advisor Network.